Welcome into A to Z Sports. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are powered by BetMGM. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, for our business, and for you guys. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the pulse of fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, their website, WilsonCountyHyundai.com for your brand-new ride. Check them out. Also, you've got the Calvin and Subtle for your new hardwood floors and finishings. CalvinandSubtle.com is where to go. And the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Zach, it's it's been a long time. It's been since 2016 since anybody felt confident about the Vols quarterback situation. Am I wrong? Because that was when Josh Dobbs, who had started a couple years before, was going into his senior year, and the guy had a great year. Ever since then, it's been a rotating door of mediocrity uh, at quarterback. And Well, well, let, let me hold you up. I mean, Tennessee fans felt confident with Garantano when he first started before they actually knew what he who truly was. So that's not there was hope for Garantano. So I will I will agree with you there. But the product on the field has been a rotating door of mediocrity over the last four seasons post Josh Dobbs, right? Yeah, I mean Josh Dobbs is the only uh very talented quarterback that it has translated on the field uh to wins, you know, instead of pick sixes. Yes, because a lot of pick sixes definitely happened uh, for... Uh, while two. you're doing that, I do want to read this. Uh, yeah. Joshua says, dramatic. Tennessee football does not hinge on one kid's decision to play at Tennessee, and we'll talk a little bit about that uh, later on in the show. But, you know, uh, some decisions that have already been made with the quarterbacks that we're going to talk about. But Joshua says, it hinges on Coach Heupel's ability to implement his offense and develop that talent that actually is committed to rebuilding this program. And I don't completely disagree with Joshua, but, you know, Jeremy Pruitt tried to do that and failed. Uh, Butch Jones tried to do that and failed because he actually did not develop that talent as you speak of, Joshua. And Derek Dooley was a complete and utter dumpster fire that should have never been hired because he was 17 and 21 from Louisiana Tech. So this is this is not then. This is now. I think that the... Uh, I think you can be more optimistic about Josh Heupel's offense and implementing it and having success. I think that is one thing that you can be optimistic about. Yeah, well, Ty Simpson's a big deal, and we'll talk about him later on the show. But there is, there are four quarterbacks currently on campus. Harrison Bailey, who started a few games last year. Caden Salter, who is a uh, early enrollee freshman signee. Hendon Hooker, who started parts of Virginia Tech's last couple of seasons, and then Brian Maurer, who has been around for a few years and never has really um, done much of anything of substance. He's had a couple highlights, but a lot more lowlights, including getting hurt several times. So I did find this interesting. Trey Wallace, who now works with Rocky Top Insider, our buddies over there, uh, he had a conversation with our Buck Rising on the 615 Sessions podcast. And Buck just simply asked Trey, like, who, who do you think is the best fit for the job right now to be the starting quarterback in Josh Heupel's first year? Here's Trey Wallace. When I just look at this system, 
I don't see Harrison Bailey as a, a quarterback in the system. And, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe and he'll probably prove me wrong. But I'm sure he's smart enough to pick up the offensive schemes. But do you run this type of offense with a Harrison Bailey type of quarterback? And that's not that's not a knock to Bailey. Bailey would work in other offenses, I think. Does it work with this one? Or you have to find that out yet. Um, and then Brian Maurer. Brian Maurer is a guy that, you know what, he's got a great arm. Um, he's elusive. He's got to learn to be able to take a hit and not stay down for 20 minutes. But I, I think he, that that is the wild card of this one is Brian Maurer. Because when you really put it on tape, I, I think that the other two, South and Hooker, have the best opportunity right now to be able to pick up this offense and know what the quarterback coach wants and be able to get these guys, okay, you complete a pass, you're up, you're running the next play within 10 seconds. Because they were talking yesterday, the, the offensive coordinator was talking, look, by practice four or five, we want these guys to to be able to understand most of this offense so we can put in the work in the spring. And if that's the case, okay, they've, they've got about a month and 10 days to figure out how they want to go about this offense before everything gets started. And if I'm looking at it right now, I would have to say Hooker or Salter would probably be the quarterback over Bailey. So, Zach, in my opinion, and it kind of fits with what Trey was saying there, Harrison Bailey could be the odd man out in this. And he was the guy who, a year ago at this time, Tennessee fans were hoping he would be able to beat out Jarrett Garantano as a true freshman for the 2020 season. Now, a year ago at this time, coronavirus had really not even hit the States that hard yet. And we're still having sports and college basketball tournaments. We're about to start before they got all shut down, but high hopes for Harrison Bailey less than a year ago. And now I think because of the change of system, Harrison Bailey could be a pretty good transfer option out of Tennessee, depending on how spring practice goes for him and how he fits or doesn't fit in Josh Heupel's new system. I mean, that's the life of a college quarterback, right? Is yeah. there's a wait and see when coaches leave. Now you're really on high alert on what your future holds. You saw and and bringing up like where he could transfer. I mean, you've seen it all over the place. And, and Shea Patterson, when the Ole Miss thing blew up, he went to Michigan. And you know what? He did okay at Michigan. He did not do great at Michigan, but he transferred. Uh, everybody's trying to jump ship and be – Joe Burrow. I mean that right? That that is who are you that's who you're trying to become. You're trying to it, it, Joe Burrow went to Ohio State, did not get the playing time, transferred, got the playing time, and developed into the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. That is a uh, an unbelievable story, not as likely, but Harrison Bailey, look, he has skill out of the state of Georgia. I, I've done you know the research on him. I've seen the highlights. The guy can throw. The guy is accurate. He just was not developed very well in college thus far. Now, he's got a long, long way to go. And one of the reasons or excuses, whatever you want to say, that Jeremy Pruitt didn't play Harrison Bailey was that he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Can Josh Heupel get Harrison Bailey ready? and? This is going to be a very, very intriguing offseason for Tennessee in this quarterback talk. They've got guys 
one guy should win. They've got the first three games against patty cakes, let's just say. Uh, Pitt is at like a half a patty cake. We don't exactly know what Pitt's going to be. But usually in those situations in college football when you're trying to figure out your quarterback, multiple QBs play. Usually four quarterbacks don't play. Usually like two play. And well, so, Tennessee's been having a lot of different quarterbacks play. The and last where, two and where has that led them? Well, not very far. It's right. Led so that's not a good recipe. You don't Correct. want that. Right. You want the you want it to be a two horse race. I have my opinion on who those two horses should be. Okay. But I, look, I, I I think Harrison Bailey needs the opportunity to prove himself this spring and in the fall leading up to the season that he can be the guy, and he is. You know the no pun intended the hype train going into to to what Harrison Bailey's collegiate career was going to be at Tennessee. He needs to have the ability to prove that in a new offense. Well, yeah, and but again, I don't, I just don't think he fits. And I think Harrison Bailey can be a very successful college quarterback. And I think he. Why don't you think he fits? Why don't I? Because of all the quarterbacks that Josh Heupel has had at the college level. Harrison Bailey is by far the least mobile. And he Drew Locke he, is not that mobile. Drew Locke, dude, is a yes, he like if you look at Drew Locke, Drew Locke is actually a pretty damn good athlete. He does not run that and Harrison Bailey can scramble. You saw that last Drew year. Drew Locke a bit. is not I'm not saying Drew Locke has like speed or anything, uh, but do I, not, I just don't I don't agree do with that comparison. I don't think all, it, I don't that, think that, that makes any sense that Harrison Bailey does fit a mold that Josh Heupel has had success in. So I disagree adamantly with what you're Do you not remember on like every SEC network broadcast throughout Drew Locke's entire Missouri career, they would always talk about how he was a really good AAU basketball player and could have played college basketball as a wing. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Like, you you know, if if you're able to play basketball on the perimeter as a guard, you're going to be able to have some type of quickness and at least agility and athleticism. I, I disagree. I agree with Rob. All they talked about was Drew Locke's arm. That was the one attribute that they talked about. You are Drew Locke skewed. I I, I don't know. What? And you know what? The problem is because J- Josh Heupel coached Drew Locke, it will follow you like Derrick Henry that's clouded your entire you know Titans thing for the last several years. Derrick, Drew you know. Locke is – it's kind of the same, very similar quarterback to Harrison Bailey. So Josh Eipel has coached a quarterback like him. Okay. All right. All right. So I think Drew Locke's way more athletic than Harrison Bailey. Way more? Yes. That is ridiculous. For yes. you to say way more is absolutely asinine and ridiculous. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that's, I don't want to get on a Drew Locke tangent again. We've done this too many times. But so here's the question we want to ask you guys is who do you want to win the Vol starting quarterback job. Who do you want to actually win this job? Bailey, Salter, Hendon Hooker, the transfer, or is it Brian Maurer? So who do you want to win the job? Uh, but first, let me tell all of you, everybody, about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens in your life, to either you or someone uh, you love, make sure you know where to turn to get the best care possible throughout the entire process. And there is nobody who does it better than the Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. To find them, head to boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. Don't forget, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today and use the promo code ATOZSports. That's A-T-O-Z-Sports. 
Hey, I, I bet last night. I, I kind of came out even. I won some and lost some. I won a very small amount of money. I had a lot more on the line. Look, I'm I'm feeling good. I am up overall. Last night was not, the overs. The, my overs didn't hit last night, and uh, I'm I'm sad about that. But still having another night to to get back on the horse. And BetMGM presents A to Z Sports picks every Tuesday. And on, on Friday at 2 o'clock. So make sure you check that out. Yes, A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday. Here is the question, and we'll read some comments. Who do you want to be the Vol starting quarterback? Who do you want to be the Vol starting quarterback between Harrison Bailey, Caden Salter, Hendon Hooker, or Brian Maurer? Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read some comments. I see um, um, uh, right here, uh, Louis says, agree with me. Sean says Brian Maurer. Steven says Hendon Hooker. Uh, Rob says hard to say. You don't know what you have with them all. Uh, Jeff says as as an outsider, don't care as long as they're competent. Uh, Charles says who cares who the quarterback is as long as you win some damn games. Well, Charles, I think the quarterback is the one player in college football who helps the impact of the game the most. Puka says whoever uh, Vandy can beat, as she is a Vandy fan. Louis says Hooker. Kelkin says they. I literally do not care. They could trot Zach out there, whomever will bring life to the offense. And I think Zach would bring life and juice to the offense. I don't know about Zach's arm consistency, especially when Zach's on the run. I haven't really seen that all that too much. I know Zach's got an accurate arm from the pocket. But I don't know about your mobility there. Well, Zach you don't Goodman, know about Drew Locke's mobility, so I wouldn't trust you on okay, that uh, either. <laughs> all right, Zach Goodman says Brian. Not, that makes no sense. Brian Maurer exactly all the way. It was a hilarious joke. It was not that funny because Drew Locke is an NFL athlete, People and you are not. People are dying laughing. I can hear him uh, through I'm, the screen. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Zach Goodman says Maurer all the way. Jeremy says the best quarterback, the one that shows the coaches he can do it at a high level. Thank you, Captain Obvious. There, Jeremy. Brent says Bailey or Salter. Clint says Bailey will be a monster in hypo system. So Clint is going on YouTube, going complete opposite of how I feel. I think Harrison Bailey is the odd man out, and Clint's saying he will be a monster in this new system. Well, you know, and, and th there, there's big question marks. I mean, nobody truly knows until they actually get out there and compete for the job. I, I'm I'm down to a two-horse race, okay? That's where I'm down. I'm down to Caden Salter and Harrison Bailey. Those are the two guys that I believe can win the job. I also think if Harrison Bailey loses the job, he could absolutely transfer, and then you have backups, right? Yeah. But I said this last year in Jeremy Pruitt's office uh, offense. I will say it this year. Like, and, and I'm going to ask an open-ended question before I actually give my true answer. But also, I'll ask you this: Like, when was the last time you saw a little bit of somebody, and then all of a sudden they burst on the scene? with the same program, maybe a different coach. And I'm sure it has happened before, but like Brian Maurer is not just going to turn a corner and be great. You know, like, I mean, Joe Burrow, two-year starter, right? And, and like, we've mentioned him, but as I said, that's an anomaly. I mean, so, Mac Jones, Mac Jones started four games two seasons ago when Tua got hurt and Mac Jones was fine, but Mac Jones exploded this year and had a statistical season that was comparable to what Joe Burrow did. So I think the last two years you can see that. I think the quarterback position is so uh, dependent on coaching uh, and, and the scheme as much as it is 
the actual skill level of the player. Like if you have the skill level that's competent enough, good coaching can take that to the next level. And that's the difficult part for this situation. Tennessee is not Alabama or national champion LSU two years ago, right? So they don't have they don't have the benefit of good players, let's say great players around them, right? So he, you have to be even better at the quarterback position. I just think that Tennessee in general, they need a mobile quarterback. It's time for them to get an athletic mobile quarterback in Salter. If Harrison Bailey could shock me and be, I, I believe that he still could be good in this offense, but because I believe in his arm and accuracy kills. If you, if you are accurately throwing the football to your playmakers, you can win in this league. You can win in the SEC. You can win in college football. But if you don't have the players around you, like we just mentioned, if you're not Alabama or Clemson or LSU or some of the big blue bloods, you're going to have to mask. And in 2016, Josh Dobbs did a great job of masking some of their problems. Josh Heupel has done it, I think, with both types of quarterbacks. You know, again, I every every Tennessee fan is hype for any four-star quarterback that signs with their team. Just yeah. like any fan of any university is hype for a four or five-star quarterback to sign with their team. I don't I don't blame Tennessee fans for that, but it just hasn't worked out over the last couple of years. Yeah, so I hope that they have turned a corner and out of these four guys, they can find it. But my final answer okay. is Salter. You say it's a two-horse race, though, right? Who are the two? Salter and who? And Bailey. Salter and Bailey. But I could see if Bailey loses, him transferring, so it's really Salter and then the two other guys as the backups. All right, so let's let's do this again. Uh, I want to play this video, from tr this audio from Trey Wallace one more time because I, I do think he mentioned something very interesting uh, with the quarterback competition here. Here's Trey Wallace on Buck Rising 615 Sessions Podcast. When I just look at this system, I don't see Harrison Bailey as a, a quarterback in the system. And, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe and he'll probably prove me wrong. But I'm sure he's smart enough to pick up the offensive schemes. But do you run this type of offense with a Harrison Bailey type of quarterback? And that's not – that's not a knock to Bailey. Bailey would work in other offenses, I think. Does it work with this one? Well, you have to find that out yet. Um, and then Brian Maurer. Brian Maurer is a guy that, you know what, he's got a great arm. Um, he's elusive. He's got to learn to be able to take a hit and not stay down for 20 minutes. But I, I think he, that that is the wild card of this one is Brian Maurer. Because when you really put it on tape, I, I think that the other two, Southern Hooker, have the best opportunity right now to be able to pick up this offense and know what the quarterback coach wants and be able to get these guys, okay, you complete a pass, you're up, you're running the next play within 10 seconds. Because they were talking yesterday, the, the offensive coordinator was talking, look, by practice four or five, we want these guys to, to be able to understand most of this offense so we can put in the work in the spring. And if that's the case, okay, they've, they've got about a month and 10 days to figure out how they want to go about this offense before everything gets started. And if I'm looking at it right now, I would have to say Hooker or Salter would probably be the quarterback over Bailey. 
So Bailey, the odd man out, according to Trey Wallace, potentially, and he's, he mentioned he could prove him wrong. I, I think it's Salter and Hendon Hooker. I think those two are the ones who have the best opportunity because they are coming into uh, and having a fresh start. They have not been at Tennessee. They, they get a fresh start with everybody else. And I think fresh blood and fresh energy with Hendon Hooker and Caden Salter. The one thing that Hooker has over Salter is experience. Two seasons ago, Hendon Hooker had a good year uh, for Virginia Tech. He threw for 1,400 yards. He had 11 passing touchdowns and just two interceptions as a part-time starter and ran for five touchdowns. So if you're looking at mobility, Salter and Hooker are the best fits uh, for what Josh Heupel wants to do. And because all four of these guys are basically starting at zero, I think Hooker and Salter have the opportunity to make a jump. Well, Hooker has the leg up on everybody. Is because he's played college football more than anybody, uh, all of them else combined. Sure, sure. Right? Now, there and, is there is one guy who I think ha- does have an advantage with Heupel, and I want to talk more about the role of Brian Maurer and what I think Brian Maurer can be for the Vols in 2020. But, Zach, real quick, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where you need to get your brand-new vehicle or used vehicle. They've got the 2021 Palisade. They have... The they've got them in stock right now. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up. I drive a Hyundai. I absolutely love my car. It's a Hyundai Sonata. It dominates the streets. And I've had zero issues and problems with it. It's reliable. And that's one of the things in today's age. You want to worry about other things. You don't have to worry about going to a mechanic and getting your car fixed. I have not had to worry about that because I have a reliable vehicle in Wilson County Hyundai. That's where they can hook you up with a great ride. A to Z Sports, don't forget BetMGM, the king of sports books. Download the app, use our promo code ATOZ Sports. And if you sign up, you get a risk free bet up to 600 bucks. Uh, you can turn that into a lot more money because if you lose the bet, you just get it back in free bets. So that's how you should do it. Promo code ATOZ Sports when you download the app and sign up today. BetMGM, I, I found a new way to win last night when it comes to live NBA betting. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So uh, a lot of get, a lot of big parlays, boosted odds specials, and more. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee, and for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Here on a Wednesday, talking Vols quarterbacks. I, w- I want to get to this real quick before you get to Maurer. Dom yeah. brings up says it's not about the talent level so much in college. Alabama just recently started churning out top quarterback prospects, and they've been winning without them for years. And Greg McElroy, to mention, A.J. McCarron, who has not had that much success in the pros, uh, even uh, Hurts back in the day. But he says it's really about who can comprehend Heifel's offense the fastest. I agree with that, Dom, and that's why I do believe Hooker has the leg up. But – Hooker doesn't necessarily – he has the experience, but does he have the ability? I think that that would be a question mark. Yeah. You have younger guys that are hungry, that have had success in high school, maybe a little bit in college in Bailey. This is going to be a very interesting QB battle this spring. No doubt. Louis says, I wonder who Jonathan Crompton would pick. And then you got Joe saying, to point out, Crompton became a pretty darn good quarterback under Kiffin before, not so much. Well – Jonathan Crompton will be on the show with me two Fridays from now, March 5th. So we'll talk Vols with former Vols quarterback Jonathan Crompton, who did a great job with our Vols halftime and postgame show this past season. 
But Zach, I, I think Brian Maurer is important in this because you talk about who can comprehend the offense. Brian Maurer basically ran a style of hypo scheme in high school. And that Brian Maurer learning Tennessee's offense was a bigger, steeper learning curve for him from high school to college because of what he did in high school. And so I think, and you look at it, you know, we've all been talking about and reading about this, that Josh Heupel was heavily recruiting Brian Maurer out of Ocala, Florida, out of high school. And Brian Maurer got an offer from Tennessee. And I think Tennessee greater than UCF. If you're a three-star quarterback hoping to play in the SEC, that makes sense. But now Josh Heupel and Brian Maurer have a little reunited party, and I think that could work. So what is Brian Maurer's role in this offense? I don't think Tennessee – if Tennessee is relying on Brian Maurer to start, they are in trouble. But what I do think Brian Maurer can become is an insurance policy of a backup quarterback who can come in and execute the offense and not just be a detriment to your team. If Ryan Tannehill got hurt with the Tennessee Titans and they had to rely on Logan Woodside, all hell go, breaks loose, right? But I think Brian Maurer can actually execute this hypo system where if Tennessee gets in a pinch with an injury or whatever it might be, Maurer can at least tread water and keep things from sinking. That's, that's what I think Brian Maurer's role can be this upcoming season. Two problems with Maurer. He oh, is he's got a lot of problems. What? But massive problems. Yes. Wildly sporadic, just throws the ball not even close to where he needs to throw it. And he plays reckless at times. That's where the concussions have come in. Yes. And he's gotten hit quite a bit in, in, in a short amount of time. That's not what you want out of a backup quarterback. Okay. Those two things are literally the two things you cannot have in a backup quarterback. So I'm out on that. I think Brian Maurer would be better – Maybe he surprises me. I don't think he will, but maybe he would be better at a UCF than he would be at Tennessee. He's a three-star quarterback and he plays like a three-star quarterback. That's just the facts. So I don't, I I think Brian Maurer is the odd man out completely like gone. Like if it it was, I I said, it's a two horse race. Maybe it's closer to a three horse race. It sure as hell ain't a four horse race. So that's just what it is. So you're saying the first two horses are Salter and Bailey. The third horse is Hooker, and Maurer's your fourth. Maurer's in the stable. He, he's not even out racing in my in my. He doesn't even get to run around on the grass. Uh, he's just, n- well, he may turn out to stud, but he ain't racing. Yeah, so how I feel about this, because you just mentioned that Brian Maurer plays like a three-star quarterback. Remember, Josh Heupel had a three-star quarterback throw for over 7,000 yards at UCF in the last two years. That ain't the SEC. I know, I know but he's well, got so if you know that, that doesn't matter. But Tennessee hasn't even had a four-star or three-star quarterback throw for 2,000 yards since Josh Dobbs was around. Because their offense has been anemic. Anemic. It's been leaking blood. It's been awful. And so I think Josh Heupel can elevate all four of these guys. But I do think Salter and Hooker, I, I think those two guys have the best shot of of having more success than the other two. Here, here's my thing with Heupel, and you just said it. He doesn't have to do all four. He just has to get one. He has, and this is a hard task, but Josh Heupel just has to find one. 
You can't play quarterback merry-go-round. You can't play carousel. You can't go back and forth, teeter-totter. You can't do that. You have to find one guy, the best guy, to go to ride and die. That's what what he has to do. You can't do what Tennessee's been doing for years, which is, well, we'll play this guy. Worley will play. Then pull him. Then, uh, then uh, you know, you can't do that. It's not going to win games in the SEC. You have to stick with a guy, find your person, your quarterback, to most effectively and efficiently run your offense, and then start to build. And then you can recruit your own players. All of these guys are not Josh Heupel's guys. You have to also remember that. He's playing with – he's essentially cooking with ingredients that he did not buy. He did not go to the grocery store. He just came into the restaurant as a cook. He is basically Gordon Ramsay saying, this tastes like crap. This tastes like crap. Get your act together. This is what we're going to fix. And then he's going to try to fix the restaurant. Bar Rescue, John Taffer. I could go with on, on and on with cooking analogies. But he needs to find one chef. Not there, there's two. There's been way too many damn cooks in this kitchen in Knoxville in the QB room because, uh, well, he's not ready. Oh, uh, well, he, I, I, we're loyal to him. Oh, no, well, different Cut guys. Like, Find clearly, one guy and ride. Well, clearly, Jeremy Pruitt in the past staff was not comfortable with having a true freshman try to be the guy. They didn't give that to Harrison Bailey. They they coddled Harrison Bailey last year. I, I think Josh I think, Heifel's- I think it was a strategy to try to buy time. No. I think he got they got burned. They obviously got burned with the sanctions, but it was very similar to Doug Peterson with the Eagles. You can't save your guy. You're going to get canned. You play to win the game, and he didn't play to win the game. He played Garantano, who's a pick-six machine, and he got burned. Harrison Bailey should have been starting way before. After Kentucky, sorry, pal. You Thank lost you. your that, job. <laughs> that's yes, that's exactly what I agree uh, of what they should have done, but they didn't do it. And now, but I don't Josh Heupel's not afraid to play a young quarterback. Josh Heupel's gonna simplify something so whoever the quarterback can be can be successful to an, uh, a certain extent. Now, I I do remember this Cole Patterson, who writes for our Dallas site was an SEC recruiting evaluator this past year and wrote an, an evaluation of Caden Salter and how he fits with Josh Heupel's offense. That is at our website, azsportsnashville.com. You can check that out from last month uh, for sure. So, Zach, let's talk about the future because I, I think a lot is on Caden Salter's shoulders. I think he is as talented as the Vols have at the position, and I think the change in scheme – makes Caden Salter even more appealing with the Vols offense. Uh, But Ty Simpson is a massive deal. Ty Simpson is an in-state quarterback prospect who's a coach's son in the Martin area. And Ty Simpson is making his decision on where he's going to school on Friday afternoon. So we will not have time to react to that Friday afternoon. So let's do it now. What is your gut prediction, your gut feeling, on what Ty Simpson does on Friday. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. The science is real, and the results are real. It's for anybody of literally any age, any fitness level. You don't have to get in shape to start Mandu. You just start Mandu now. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. 
at mandu.com. It also helps you rehab some old or current injuries. It's easy on those joints. So if you don't have time to go to the weight room anymore to lift for five hours a week, just go one 15-minute workout per week at Mandu or two, and you will see the results. Mandu.com. Check them out. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM, promo code ATOZ Sports. That's A to Z Sports. You'll get hooked up with a risk free bet. $600 risk free bet up to. So if you deposit $600 and then you bet $600 on your first bet and you lose, you get that back. If you win, you get the winnings. It's a great deal. It truly is. That's BetMGM. Download the app today, but make sure you use that promo code A2Z Sports. Absolutely. So Ty Simpson, Zach is choosing between Clemson, Alabama, and Tennessee. So uh, two are in a different world of college football, and then there's Tennessee. But uh, somebody mentioned this on in the, in the chat earlier in the show. I can't remember who exactly it was, but said that Austin Price of AllQuest.com said that if, if uh, Ty Simpson goes with his heart, he would pick Tennessee. If he goes with his brain – he would pick Clemson. So we want everybody's gut prediction on where they think Ty Simpson will go on Friday. All right, so before we get Alabama to Alabama is also a player in this too. Oh, yeah, well, I know this. So I, I just did I, – I was doing some research while you are doing uh, – we're talking about Mandu, about Ty Simpson. I came across this picture from Rivals, and I just started to die laughing. And so I had to download it and feature it on the show immediately. Okay. Okay. Which it is the most – how old is Ty Simpson? Probably 17, maybe yeah. just turned 18. Most 17 thing that you could possibly do. And this is the reason why I hate recruiting before they actually sign. Look how many wristbands this dude has on his on his wrist. These are Look at these bracelets. He is just tormenting people. He's got Tennessee right there. He's got two Alabama. That looks like Clemson Orange on his left yeah. wrist. Yeah. This man has one, two, three, four, five. This boy, excuse me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine bracelets. This is Ty Simpson brought to you by Rivals, so we'll credit the picture. Look, big name quarterback, but he's trolling everybody with these damn wristbands. That would drive don't forget me the beaded the beaded bracelet is something that I don't I don't. But he's got two Alabama on one wrist. Does that tell you anything? Can you read any? Does that mean he's going to be a, a roll tighter? I I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> like I don't think I've worn a, a wristband or a bracelet since the Livestrong days back in the early 2000s. Big bracelet guy and you were and you Livestrong was a complete facade. Yeah, but, but 11 and 12 year old Austin didn't know about that. Everybody. But everybody had your Livestrong bracelet. Right? I, I had him I had one too. So everybody had that. Uh you weren't cool if you didn't have a Livestrong bracelet back in the day. So what the gut feeling I, I want to read some comments uh here for sure. Uh, to get you guys your gut feeling on what you think Ty Simpson will do on Saturday. Clayton says Clemson, Rob Clemson, Scott going with a heart, Vols. <laughs> Jason says, I bet he goes Bama. Tennessee can't have nice things. I would agree uh, with that. Jeff says <laughs> Clemson, part. but hoping Vols. Um, uh, Brent says Ty Simpson picks Bama on Friday. Hope it's the Vols, but – with him not delaying his commitment to get to know Heupel, I don't see it being Tennessee. Steven says Alabama. Uh, Juan says he has been talking to the Vols hard 
and he delayed his decision. So 60% chance for the vault. So he delayed his decision by a week because of the snow and the bad weather last week. He was supposed to do this Friday afternoon last week, but uh, they couldn't go to school. Why is he doing it on a Friday afternoon? I don't know. I thought the same thing. Like, the news dump. I, I know. I, and, but you know what? I That's not a... I think that's an okay thing. That means that Ty Simpson really doesn't care about media coverage. <laughs> that he just wants to have a weekend out of it. If Ty Simpson was that dramatic and cared about media coverage, he wouldn't do it on a news dump Friday. I hope how he announces know, he takes every bracelet off but one. He, that just, would... he takes scissors. How he does it is process of elimination, taking scissors and just one by one, cutting them off until he's got the Bama one. Like this, he's is, got two- this is a watch. This ain't a bracelet, so I know what you're thinking, but this is actually a watch. It tells time. It's not just a, a black band uh, that says Ole Miss or fire them cannons. But, right. So, uh, but again, like he's got two Bama ones. So the first thing he cuts off could be the Alabama, and now we're all even, right? So, but again, like I, he delayed it because of weather. Josh Heupel and Ty Simpson have been having phone calls like every day since Heupel got – uh, the job at Tennessee. So Hypo has done his due diligence. If Ty Simpson goes to Clemson or Alabama or anywhere else, not Tennessee, you cannot blame Josh Hypo for lack of effort. He's late to the party. Yes. And I, so what I, do you I, think I listen, right. So I listened to our, our big orange podcast last week with Charlie Burris and Zach Reagan, and they were talking some about this. And if you're Ty Simpson, there's too much pressure. Like you're putting yourself in a very difficult situation if you go to Tennessee, because we don't know what these NCAA sanctions are going to be. We don't know when you're going to be able to play in a bowl game. We don't know if you'll be able to to do much of anything because Josh Heupel has yet to coach a game. The sanctions have not happened, and the odds are. And Charlie brought this up, which I thought was really smart. If he goes to Clemson or Alabama, he's going to be a national champion. He might not be a national champion as a starting quarterback, but he's going to leave school with a ring or at least going to the college football playoffs. But he, that, he wants to leave school going to the NFL. Right. And and you can go to school wherever and find the your way to the NFL as a quarterback. There are enough guys in the NFL not from the national championship schools that are playing quarterback in the NFL. It doesn't matter there. It it matters all about your development and your abilities uh, as a quarterback, not the school you went to. Can the school you went to help? Sure. But Zach Wilson at BYU, he didn't go to BYU because they were going to help him get to the NFL, but that's what's going to happen, right? Zach Wilson elevated his play. My gut, Zach, is that Ty Simpson joins a rapidly growing list of Tennesseans to sign with a different shade of orange, and that Ty Simpson will go to Clemson. You know, not surprising, and we all know, you know, T. Higgins and all the other the others that have gone to Clemson for that. It, and I cannot pronounce Clemson's backup quarterback ukulele. I don't I'm know. Not what gonna try. Yeah, right. Ukulele is uh, fairly close. I'm going to call it D, DJ Ukulele, and that's what we'll just call him for the lack of pronunciation. But. He's already had some experience this year because of Trevor Lawrence and COVID. Probably going to be the incumbent and play. But well, and Ty Simpson's Clemson, about to go into his senior year, too. So Ty Simpson is a 2022 class guy. He's not an immediate guy that's going to happen. So Clemson will have a gap year 
after Lawrence before Simpson gets on campus. Right. And but usually what happens is he's going to end his senior year of football and probably go right into college. That's yeah. you get a jump start, right? Yep. If you go to Clemson or Alabama, you're going to be playing behind really good competition. That but that defines you as a competitor. You're gonna have to work your ass off to be the starter. Tennessee's a different story. You may get a little bit more benefit of the doubt if you go to Tennessee. I don't know where he's going to go. I can't even predict because I, I just don't necessarily care or follow the story. But if I were him right now, Tennessee's a little too young for me, right? I don't know enough about the program. They're going through sanctions. Are we back? I'm back. Are you I, back? I, I think I'm back. We're good. Something happened. Uh, the Xfinity having some hiccups the last couple of days. It happened yesterday after the show, but you were about to talk about Clemson. Go ahead. I don't know where I got. I was going <laughs> to say that, uh, and we're back, which is We good. back. We back. Let's do it. Uh, but as far as Clemson is concerned, look, you're going to have to uh, play behind uh, – Anybody, if you play at Clemson or Alabama at Tennessee, I just think that they're a little too young in where they are at. They got to get through the sanctions. Heupel's got to get some experience. He's got to get his coaching staff right. He's got to get his defense right. If I were Ty Simpson and a very highly recruited quarterback coming out of high school, I would not go to Tennessee. Yeah. I Maybe surprises. I don't know. Well, but, it's, it's an interesting thing because I, I get like the push and pull here of – it is your heart versus your brain, right? And what are what is his dad telling him? His dad is a college football coach at UT. Does he Martin. like Tennessee? Yeah, yeah. Is the, he a Tennessee fan? Yes. Like, the what? reason why Tennessee's a finalist is because like Tennessee would not be even close to sniffing Ty Simpson if he didn't like Tennessee because of where Tennessee is compared to Clemson, Alabama. Yeah, but you don't have to like Tennessee just because it's geographically closer to home. No, but he does. Like the reason why Tennessee is up here with Clemson and Alabama for this kid is because he likes the school. And he was up in uh, and he, it, Rob says he grew up a fan of Tennessee like Trevor Lawrence. And I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Like the only reason why Tennessee has a shot in the dark at this kid right now is because he grew up a Tennessee fan. But it, like, what is his dad telling him? And what is this guy's character? Is, is he a. Is he a builder or is he wanting to just work on his himself and his future? A builder sees value in going to a school like Tennessee and help build something. But then you've got the guy who understands, I want to win a championship, which is fine. I, I like both. Both can be successful. And say the Alabama route is, I'm okay with sitting and learning and being patient to win a national championship and being the best quarterback I, I can become versus being a builder. Both are positive. What type of person is he? I don't know, but I think we're going to find out by his decision. It's, it's like, are you a hunter or a gatherer? That's what I was thinking when you were making that. I understand what, <clears throat> excuse me, what you were saying. What about John talking about Arch Manning? Because that's going to be a big sweepstakes too. 
that I'm going to be heavily, hopefully, involved with. Arch Manning is Cooper's kid, right? I believe, Ar- yeah, Arch is Cooper's kid, not Cooper, Cooper. So, you know, what tie does Cooper Manning have to to Tennessee? I mean, I, I don't know. Arch Manning can go wherever the hell he wants to. Peyton is the odd man by going to Tennessee, not Ole Miss. So I think Arch Manning has a more of an Ole Miss connection than he does Tennessee. If Lane Giffen's still there, I oh. think there's a great shot that Manning goes and owns the city of Oxford for however many years. Yeah, then isn't there a street named after him? Well, isn't yeah, there a I mean, ma- yeah, yeah. So I mean, the speed limit is 18 miles per hour. Exactly. For who? Archie. Yes, Archie. So Arch has a lot of uh, Ole Miss connections there. So I want to go back to Dom's uh, quite a uh, comment real quick before we had the internet hiccup. Um, he said that coming to Tennessee for Ty Simpson is a lot of responsibility, not so much at Clemson or Alabama. And Dom is correct. And that is up to Ty Simpson to determine if he wants to shoulder that or not, because Ty Simpson going to Tennessee, he looks and it's not him creating this. It's the fan base and the media coverage about Ty Simpson that's propping him up as potential savior, which is not fair to any recruit at all. I'm just going to ask this very bluntly. Why the hell would you go to a college that has NCAA violations looming? If you, why would you do that? Like personal question. If you grew up loving that school and you see that you want to be a part of it, regardless of how rocky it might be, I'm answering your question. It's, it's very difficult. Like I was not a recruited athlete, so I, I I cannot put myself in these shoes. But I only applied to two colleges, Tennessee and Missouri, and I got in both. But Missouri was only if something weird happened with Tennessee. But like Tennessee was the only option for me because of how I grew up. And if I was an athlete, sure, I'm guessing it would be a little different. But you know, it depends on how, how much you love the school. That's how you answer the question. Uh, yeah, so you go with emotion instead of... Yeah, it, it's uh, hard. That's what the Austin Price comment was earlier in the show is if he goes with his heart, the Vols have a really good chance. If he goes with his brain, he's going to Clemson or Alabama. And within... This this may be another... Well, we might as well just do this now because I don't know when we're going to have another opportunity in the offseason per se. But Brent brings up a good point. If I'm a quarterback... If I'm coming out of high school, I'm I'm a top five guy. All right, I've got 25 bracelets on. I, I'm I'm a Gen Zer. Okay, I don't have a beard yet. I'm clean shaven. Right, can't grow. I, I'm not 30 plus. I go to Texas. I think it is easier to and with Sark's offense, I I think it is easier to rebuild Texas in the Big 12 then rebuild Tennessee in the SEC, especially with what Tennessee is dealing with. Like, I, I get you heart. I understand that. I respect it, right? If I have an opportunity to work for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, you know where I'm going regardless. Or or the Kansas City Chiefs even. I, I, I probably go with my heart because I have an affinity for that team. But if I am just strictly on mind, I try to, you want to rebuild something? You want to be a builder? You want to be, you know, the construction guy? You want to get a foundation? You go to Texas because you talk about benefit of the doubt. Texas will always get the benefit of the doubt. They will, if they are on the cusp of the college football playoff, 
like Notre Dame, their ass is getting in. Now, it has to be earned a little bit more because they have a championship game, but they're going to get in. Like Notre Dame, hell, they got in and they lost their championship game for this year. That's where I go. I go to Texas because it is easier to get on the big stage. Tennessee can put you on the big stage, but man, is it an uphill climb? You're going to have to start building a house in December instead of in the spring. No, you're not wrong there. A to Z Sports here live uh, on a Wednesday talking Vols. We'll see what happens with Ty Simpson on uh, Friday afternoon where he will decide between Tennessee, Alabama, Clemson. The crystal ball on 24-7 is a it's a 6 out of 10 of Clemson in confidence level of Clemson. So it's not like a guarantee. And I've seen several of you guys in the comment section saying that the Alabama recruiting gurus think it's Clemson and the Clemson recruiting mods think it's Alabama and Tennessee thinks it's, it's not Tennessee, right? Like thinks it's, it's Clemson or Bama. So it's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens uh, with Ty Simpson Friday afternoon. We'll definitely have some coverage on that at our website, a to Z sports, Nashville.com with our guy, Zach Reagan. Okay, Zach, let's get to this real quick. Tennessee Vandy tonight. Tennessee, hot and cold, blown out by Kentucky at home on Saturday. They travel to Vanderbilt to face a Commodores team that has lost seven games in a row, but playing in some tight games. So what is your trust level right now with this Vols basketball team, one through ten? What's your trust level with the Vols basketball team? But first, Zach, Tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle. Yeah, CalvinandSubtle.com. That's where you need to go to get your hardwood floors. Let's pick out, and this is one of my favorite ones. This is the Rivoli. We've talked about redoing your kitchen. You can redo your kitchen. I've kind of got a, a mental image of you've got white cabinets, you've got white countertops, and then you have redone your kitchen floor to this nice color, a little bit darker, but the great contrast. Just call me a damn interior designer this is we, we do it all on a to z sports now i'm not just going to give you advice i'm actually going to tell you where you can implement this hardwood for and that is calvin or 615-448-6414 middle tennessee area if you live there you have an opportunity to use calvin and subtle they've got a great price and one to two weeks they'll order the material and install it won't take that long to upgrade your kitchen your living room right here i, I this is my favorite out of all the featured hardwood oh, floors oh, okay. i just like the look of it this is calvin and subtle.com it is sports powered by bet mgm download the king of sportsbook app bet mgm app and use our promo code when you sign up atoz sports and you get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks so if you win the bet you win the bet that's awesome if you lose the bet you get that money back because it was risk-free and you get that in free bets. It, BetMGM, promo code ATOZ Sports. And tonight, they actually have a Lions boost on this uh, Vandy-Tennessee game. For Tennessee to win by 10-plus points is boosted from one, plus 135 to plus 175 uh, tonight. So you can take advantage of that with the BetMGM app. Also, Tennessee overall, uh, Zach, I see Tennessee at BetMGM. Um, is a, a six and a half point favorite right now. Um, you can get the over. I like the over. I like the over in this game for the most part because Vandy doesn't play a lot of defense and Tennessee is coming off a 
bad shooting night, so expect them to rebound. But what is your confidence level with the Vols basketball team right now, one through ten? Comments right now. Rob says against Vandy, it's a nine. Steven says six. Donald says seven. Vandy is playing hard. If Tennessee doesn't bring it, they will lose. Jeff Rubel says five, like he said earlier in the season. Tennessee peaked too early. Uh, Juan says a six is his level of trust. Logan says five out of ten trust in the Vols uh, uh, round ball team. 50-50 shot if they're going to lay an egg or kick the piss out of somebody, which is right. Like They either blow out bad teams or lose by 15 points to a bad Kentucky team at home, right? Um, so – uh, seven, four from Dom looks like the second tournament team, second round tournament team at best. Danny says, I can't go above a five and then they beat Vandy. Uh, but then they get destroyed by someone they shouldn't. John Daniel London says seven. They seem to play the level of the teams they are playing, but Vandy is just playing bad. Zach, what is your confidence level on, uh, or your trust level for Tennessee one through 10 right now? I mean, they, they'll beat Vandy tonight, I believe. I don't know whether they'll cover, but, uh, I'm not going to bet that game, but, I think the over is the only thing you think about playing. You don't bet spreads or money lines with the Vols. You can bet the over if you want. Yeah, well, and it goes to, I agree with Logan. Uh, it's five, and we don't usually do this, but oh, it's a 50 It's 50 Riding the fence? Yeah, because that's exactly what the basketball team is. You talk about trust level, I don't trust them. Then I do trust them. Then I don't trust them. They play good against Kansas. They can't beat Ole Miss. Doesn't make any sense. They, uh, they lay an egg against Kentucky. They can't win there. Uh, LSU, they look disastrous, but they beat Georgia by you know more than five points, and they scored. And Georgia beat LSU games. last night, which right. I did lose uh, on that game. But uh, <laughs> I did. I stayed away from that. Um, yeah, I, I, you can't. Uh, this is a tournament team that could go to the Elite Eight or get bounced in the second game of the tournament because the talent's there. And uh, I disagree with that. I they do not have the talent to get to the final four. And they should, if you're ranking like this is the year that they should take advantage, and they have not. Fulkerson cannot be your best player. He's not, and he hasn't been all year. And well, at times he was leading the league or his team in scoring uh earlier in the year. So that's incorrect. But uh y- they don't have a true guy that can take over. They don't. East Ponds can't do it. He is he's not multifaceted enough. I agree with that. He, Ponds is limited. He's fantastic. And who's your, the Justin B- B- Bieber wannabe? What's his name? Santiago Viscovi. 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 Right. Viscovi's trash at times. Defensively, he's a liability. Yeah. I mean, I've watched enough games. I know the team. They ain't good enough. They're just not. They don't have the talent. And, and you you say they do. They do not. Rob is right. Fulkerson's in a slump. Pons has a banged up knee. And Josiah Jordan-James, who I think is the glue piece of this team, missed the last game against Kentucky with a wrist injury. And that's not – that's you're right, Rob. That's not good. And I, I found it interesting that uh, Joe Rexrode from The Athletic asked Rick Barnes if John Fulkerson was dealing with a, a physical ailment or if it was a mental reason. And – you know, Barnes stated the question, but I, is it one of those we're just things trying to get better every day? That's no, what we're I mean, you know, he said like, it's hard to, he basically says that whatever Fulkerson's dealing with, he's got to play better and he got to snap out of it. But he I, I think Knox ball's right. They lack point guard play. At well, times. it's because Jane Springer's really talented, but he's a freshman who hasn't had a lot of time. 
and he looks fantastic. And then he turns the ball over because well, he's well, the clock's ticking. <laughs> oh, it is. It absolutely, and yeah, Viscovi. I think Visco Viscovi will be a really good player when he's a senior, but right now he's a sophomore. He's a young sophomore. He's making a lot of mistakes. He's, he's somebody that can be a really good role player when he is a senior and be a point guard that can help you. Like what? Steven games. Pearl. Steven Pearl was a small power forward. Uh, but no, uh, no, but I'm like role player. I'm talking this. If you think Steven Pearl was a deep Vols basketball name drop, I'm thinking Santiago Vescovi is Jordan Howell. <laughs> if you remember Jordan Howell, he was the backup point guard to Jawan Smith on the uh, Chris Lofton teams. Number 15. That's, that's what I think Vescovi will be in the next few years. But they got a lot of talent on this team. They do. They're banged up. They're inconsistent as they can possibly be. And they're probably going to be bounced. Sweet 16 is is a likely expectation for them. But they're, I don't trust them to make it there. My trust level in them is a four. I'm lower than you, Zach. I'm infuriated by this team. Because they can they, play well at times, though. Yes, that's that's, the, and, that's why they're not a four because they beat Kansas, right? And they've played well, like Georgia. They beat Georgia. They handled Georgia. They Georgia's, can play Georgia's really well. Good. Like uh, Georgia and South Carolina, who they've handled recently, are not any good. Kansas is getting a lot better. They're actually ranked now, uh, and they're getting hot. The Blue Bloods are starting to pick up steam a little bit, including Kentucky, but still, like. I don't I give them a four because I literally don't trust them because like Rick Bond said, they don't know how to handle success. They play a good game, then they think they're hot stuff and they lay an egg. And if you do that in the tournament, in the SEC tournament or the NCAA tournament, you're going home. And they can't afford to do that because the expect my expectations on this team are to be in the Sweet 16 and have a chance in that game to get to the Elite Eight. That are th those are my expectations, and so my trust level is a four based off of my expectations. Because we're talking about college basketball, I am gonna. I watched a team the other night. This has nothing to do with Tennessee. Watch out, a possible Final Four team, and I actually may just put money on the futures. I may do this today, and I haven't. I've not done a future bet to win the tournament yet. USC. Watch out for Southern California. They have a like 6'11 freshman center slash forward that can play. He looks like a freshman, though. He's got no meat on his bones. That is a subtle Southern Cal to win the national championship or at least to make it to the final four. I may put them in there. Depends on how the season ends. Watch out for that team. I watched them for the first time this week, and I liked what they had. I'll give you anybody who's looking at futures for NCAA tournament. Alan Bell gave a really good breakdown last Friday on A to Z Sports Picks. So if you're watching, whatever you're watching on right now, Friday's afternoon's A to Z Sports Picks show, Alan broke it down on how to bet on five or six teams and guarantee yourself a profit. So uh, Alan did a really good job with that. So check him out. I agree with Jeff. I think your USC future bet. Is probably a waste of money. <laughs> it's a it's a long shot, but I don't think that's where you should. Well, go. that's why I pull up the odds, right? Like I'm betting to win a lot of money. I'm not betting on people coming in like Gonzaga or Baylor. Like, give me a break. 
or you still you don't want any money there. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Allen put out a strategy on how to bet on Baylor, Gonzaga, and three or four other teams where you guarantee yourself a profit, even if uh, uh, Gonzaga or Baylor win. Like, there's a way I would sprinkle in a USC within that. You have to have a dark horse. You have to have a wild card where if it hits, all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, I've done this." It's right, like so the Villanova you, reasoning a couple of years ago. Are you pulling up the odds? I, I've I've got them. I just got to find USC. I found USC. You ready? Yes. They're plus twenty five hundred. So they're it's a great bet. They're not that deep. Um, like Tennessee's plus two thousand. So they're. I little, would. Uh, <laughs> so justified. USC is much better than Tennessee, and USC is a better bet than Tennessee to win the national championship. So I mean, I'll, I'm I would, right. I'll take it. Okay. I think Alabama plus 1600 is a really good, really good option, by the way. Would you bet if I if gun to your head, you had to put a thousand dollars on Tennessee or USC, you, you get the odds. Who do you bet on? Well, I, I don't, I would probably do USC just because of my, uh, my battered vol syndrome uh, of, of Tennessee. I, Betting on Tennessee as a Tennessee graduate is the stupidest thing I could possibly do because I'm just going to drive myself crazy. Definitely a syndrome. Yes, it, it is. All right, throwing shade here on this Wednesday to wrap up the show. Hey, it's my Friday, Zach. My wife's birthday is tomorrow, so I'm taking Thursday and Friday off. Zach's going to have great shows with a couple guest hosts uh, over the next couple of days. So. Uh, don't make sure you watch tomorrow and Friday. Zach's got good topics and guest hosts lined up. But let's get to throwing shade but real quick. Let me tell you about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. Go there to find out how much your home can rent for. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com. They can help you and your family create extra cash flows and earn long-term equity to get that long-term big wealth by renting out your property. Selling your house is a one-time transaction. That might be for you. That's fine. But renting your house out, if you can do it, is a great way to earn long-term wealth. And RentersWarehouse.com makes it so easy on you. They do everything. You just get the checks in the mail. RentersWarehouse.com. A to Z Sports, I was just reading something very interesting that I will share. And I could just quickly throw shade on this guy. Um, But... Don't forget BetMGM. We talked a little bit about that. You could bet on those USC odds right there. This is not my shade, but I just saw this on Twitter. Austin, you remember the Christmas Day bomber, Anthony Warner, from Nashville that exploded? Listen to this. says, uh, the New York Times, I guess, did a feature on him. He says, he was a conspiracy theorist obsessed with lizard men, 9-11, and other plots, according to people around him, quote, one man or one woman said, "The first time I met him, I just thought his cornbread wasn't really done in the middle, and he was off a little bit." That's what an the most, analogy! That is the most Tennessee analogy <laughs> you could possibly have. <laughs> I don't think his cornbread was done in the co- middle. In the middle, like God, God bless Tennesseans. <laughs> Like to be, I, that's amazing. It's like, like cornbread's not like an omelet. Like it, it is, that's not how it works. Well, right? scrambled eggs is where you had the egg and something happened to scramble it. Like right, like that's where like your brains are scrambled because you've had too many concussions. So that's the scrambled egg analogy. The cornbread, a little too soft in the middle. 
just means that your brain didn't cook long enough and <laughs> that you just didn't develop. That's that's a, an absolutely Tennessean analogy. Incredible. Very interesting. So shade on uh, Anthony Warner for blowing himself up and uh, really destroying parts of Nashville. Yeah, for sure. So Zach, what is your shade? Uh, so Puka, let's read Puka real quick and, and put yours in the comments. She says shade on FedEx, all my delayed packagings from uh, U- the United States Postal Service and UPS is in good shape. FedEx beat up, falling apart. So That's never good. My shade is actually on something that I will never do again. I will ne- never take mail for granted again. Like Because what last week was is mail being delayed for over a week. I didn't get mail at my house from Saturday, February 13th until Monday, February 22nd. And that's a long time when you run a small business like we do and you've got other important packages on the way and everything just gets screwed up. And so my shade is on me actually missing the mail. Like I didn't think that would, I, Zach, I know you hate mail, but I could not stand not having mail for over a week. It was driving me crazy. It was driving me crazy. Yeah, I hate mail. It's it is number one in my life that I hate. I hate a handful of things. I hate mayonnaise. I hate my eighth grade Latin teacher, and I hate mail. I hate mail. So I don't even like talking about mail. I got mail stacked up over there that just looks at me every day, and I don't want to open it. Rob says, so your shade is on the snow. My shade is on the snow and ice delaying business mail and other packages that I was waiting on that had timeliness to them. But I love the, sh- the snow because I got to go have fun and we basically had a snow week. Well, and snow screwed me because, uh, you know, my, my Bucks Super Bowl gear, I haven't gotten in yet. And that's really been bothering me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, sure. it's a struggle, you know, when your championship gear doesn't get in, yep. uh, uh, John says shade on Ted Cruz. How do you go on vacation when your state is growing, going through that fair? Absolutely. Jeff Rubel, which I I'm curious about shade on the state of Oregon. They are saying that math is racist and promoting a program to take the racism out of math. This when I first like read that, a lot more to that. Yeah, that I, I thought it said red meth, but then it was math. Math is math. racist. Like three plus five is eight. eight. That's right. That's the only live math, simple live math on air. <laughs> that we that's what we should do in the show segment. Math huh. on air, where <laughs> where it shows how stupid we are. Live that, would on be air. Really, that would actually be really, really funny. What's uh, seven times six? Seven times six. Oh, that was a tough one. <laughs> 42. Yeah, you, you got it. All right. But so you that, have that 42, right? Yeah, there, uh, it wasn't clean. It was no, because clean. you're That's worried about clean math. Yeah, no, you're worried about screwing it up and looking like a fool. That, uh, that Okay. That could be a potential um, end of show topic at some point is just live math quiz on air. I don't know how entertaining that is. <laughs> I but, think it'd be uh, hilarious. Zach says, throwing shade on Illinois for embarrassing are getting embarrassed by Michigan State. I did see that last that, night. Game- that that ruined a six-game parlay for me. Uh, tough, tough scene. Danny says, throwing shade at the Magic and the Hawks are not covering. I almost took that bet. I did take the Hawks over, and that did not that did not hit, nor did the Magic beating the Pistons. So right there, uh, bet MGM. So uh, 
uh, and I don't know where this comes from. It's a shade on people for thinking the snow in Texas is manufactured by the government. Is that a thing? I have no idea. I mean, it could it could absolutely be a thing, but I could also see it being something that somebody else made up because it's believable. I, I can see that being an onion headline. Yeah. And, and uh, Joe says, shade on everyone who was too lazy to clean off the ice and snow off their car before they decided to drive around. I saw a huge piece of ice fly off a truck and bust the headline on a car. That's because nobody is considerate of anybody else. No, ice missiles. And I think the Nash Severe Weather guys do not get enough credit they get a lot of credit. They don't get enough credit, in my mind, of educating the mid-state on all weather and, and being very informational while doing it in a fun, entertaining way. But they were trying to warn as many people about ice missiles as possible, like Joe Dan was bringing it up, because that's insanely dangerous. Insanely dangerous. Uh, Aaron says the shade, or his shade is on the governor of Arkansas. Uh, so... Uh, here's mine. And it's something that happened yesterday that I think we all felt like we all felt when Tiger Woods, when the news, when you heard about Tiger Woods's car accident, I mean, it was, a, and I'm not trying to be like, but it was a sobering feeling for me. And I think for everybody is that could happen to anybody that no. that is not, that is not just specific to a, you know, it's not like flying around hookers and porn stars everywhere in your private jet. Not everybody could do that, right? Anybody can get in a car accident. And I think everybody should have felt something towards Tiger. I wished him well. I hope that it wasn't as severe, like all of that stuff. Like that was awful. And people are making assumptions and that's what they are based on maybe an interview that he had the day before that he was on pain medication because of his back trying to look into things who knows he was playing golf with Dwayne Wade yesterday but my shade is actually on reading the room and I don't know if you saw this yesterday but Justin Thomas is a good friend of Tiger Woods and I'll just kind of throw up a screenshot of what the press conference looked like yesterday it was Justin Thomas, and, and he was being asked about Tiger Woods after it just happened, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, a couple hours prior. And he asked about him. He obviously got emotional because his good friend was in a car accident and was in surgery. Like, he, that information he knew about. And he almost, I mean, he started crying, essentially. Like, you could see the tears welling up in his eyes. And then they didn't end the press conference. The follow-up were, how did you read the greens today? How are the greens? In the, in the damn interview, in the press conference, when you ask about Tiger, that should be it. it and I would honestly, if I was Justin Thomas, I'd say I'm not answering that. I, you, I will give you my feeling. It is absolutely okay to ask about Tiger Woods in a press conference setting. But have that be the last question. Don't have that be the first or second or third. It's not fair to Justin Thomas. So my shade is the being a man in the press who have been in multiple press conferences in my life and the ability to ask questions. Read the room. Don't follow up a question with, well, how, I mean, how'd you read the greens today? Were they fast, slow? How'd you feel about them? You're not gonna that. I thought that was very, 
it, it did not respect Justin Thomas and his friendship and just a human nature of what that was. Yeah, yeah. And Rob says it wasn't a veteran reporter. So maybe it's somebody who... Doesn't matter. No, I'm not saying it does matter. I'm just bringing up Rob's comment. It's somebody who's inexperienced. And unfortunately, inexperience shows very strongly uh, in situations like that. And I agree with John Daniel. Like He says that he had flashbacks of Kobe when he first heard the news Happy the injuries for Tiger are not life threatening. I, I, as the first, as soon as I saw the image of Tiger's car, I immediately thought about Kobe Bryant. And I don't know if anybody else did, but that's that's what happened to me um, yesterday when I saw it and heard about it. I, I immediately had a similar feeling of Kobe Bryant and the helicopter. Uh, thank goodness that it wasn't the same outcome. And that who knows what Tiger's career and future is going to be like, uh, but at least he was able to be responsive and out of successful surgeries, um, you know, last night. Yeah, well, my head changed when I read the words Jaws of Life. When you hear Jaws of Life, I know I've known a couple of people that have gotten pulled out from Jaws of Life, which is messed up, but it's the truth. That is, and they, they survived that, but that doesn't always happen, right? Yeah. For me, I, how for what I was doing yesterday, I saw initial wreck, and then I did not see the jaws of life. I just saw in surgery. I missed the jaws of life. Yeah, spot. I, I read that on the report, and right. that's where I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And you know, it you just you, human, be human, right? It doesn't matter who the person is. It's like the shade that I threw on the Washington Post about, you know backhanding Marty, Marty Schottenheimer's uh, playoff record <laughs> after he died of Alzheimer's. Like, come on, be better. Social media is uh, a tough scene, as they say sometimes. But when things like this happen, be human. Yeah, Don't and be Rob, a dick. Rob says they retracted Jaws of Life's statement this morning. Too late. Doesn't matter. Like it doesn't. It honestly, it doesn't matter because everybody saw Jaws of Life. Who saw Jaws of Life, and the damage was done. That's you can the, ret- yeah. you can retract it to make yourself feel better. But when you when you do something like that, and that's what people see, you're not. You can't retract any emotion that you gave anybody by the Jaws of Life. Statement. Can you retract a racist comment? Can you re- just retract no, that and everything's okay? No, you can't, right? That That's false, right? Or bad or whatever. So I, again, Rob's just doing his part in no, reporting sure. and, and, what and he I'm knows. Glad- but I, I, don't, I don't care that you retracted it. You were wrong to let that leak. However it got out, it got out, and it, it was too late to retract anything. All right, guys, A to Z Sports. Glad, uh, glad we had a good show today on this Wednesday, talking a little Vols quarterback. Um, here and then some throwing shade. Zach will be back tomorrow, guest host the rest of the week with great topics coming up for Thursday and Friday. And I uh, get off the magic bucket this week. So I'm very excited about that. Zach, I will deliver the magic bucket to you later this afternoon. So uh, you can put the guest host through the magic bucket gauntlet, which is. And I will give you the 1990s bubble gum to come back from your long weekend on Monday to chew. Wait, yep, yep, and uh, <laughs> just give me the one that you didn't put your fingers all over, and, I, and I'm cool with that. Well, and all the germs are dead from then. I, I don't care. Or the all bacteria right. just grew. 
Yeah, just give me the one that's still in its wrapper. That, that's all. That's all I want. All right, guys, <laughs> have a great Wednesday, and we'll see you later on. Appreciate it. Adios.